Welcome to Cornerstone, a podcast by Rebuild Fellowship. On today's episode, Pastor Chuck will continue his message, which is titled, His Grace is Sufficient. In this message, Pastor Chuck will focus on God's grace out of just one verse, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse number 9. So if you have your Bibles, please turn over to 2 Corinthians right now as we hop in with Pastor Chuck. Here we are. I'm dealing with insults. I've been dealing with hardships. Then I also got to look at persecutions. Every time I try to do the right thing. Oh, I got a church now. (laughs) Every time I try to do the right thing, the good that I would do, evil is always... I'm trying to get these bills straight, and then here come Uncle Sam sending me a letter. I feel persecuted in the moment. I'm paying my tithes, I'm paying my bills on time, trying to do all this type of stuff, and how did this come out of here? I'm trying to live the righteous life. And folks think I'm acting funny. Because I don't want to drink no more. Because I don't want to be in that environment with all that cussing and carrying on. Because I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to fornicate. Or, at least today, I'm trying not to. Oh, don't act like the temptation don't come. today. I can't worry about yesterdays, and I ain't got enough smarts to think about tomorrow. I'm just telling you where I am right now. And if the right text come at the right time and I'm in the right spot, it just might go down. And if I don't have the right circle around me, somebody is saying, God will forgive you. You'll Candace in my life, you'll be all right. Girl, how you know if he's gonna like you tomorrow? Boy, you might not get that shot again. <laughs> you might not get you might not get this shot again. Trying. I, I use relationships and, and, and matters of the flesh because that's typically where we experience the most battles and we take more L's in the body of Christ. If we're honest, how did I get, I'm really trying to figure out how I got here today. <laughs> so, it's, <laughs> and calamities. The word itself sounds like everything going crazy all at the same time. Like, it's just a bunch of stuff that's happening. 
all around me, everything going on. I can't believe it. It's stuff going on at the job. My mother done got sick now. How do I handle that? Now they're giving me these additional assignments here at the job. How am I going to handle that? Oh, my goodness. My mother's sick now. My child's sick now. And my wife got all these things. I got to help her out and figure this out. Or maybe I just got to turn around and look, and I thought that I had this. It seemed like everything is just happening all at the same time. And I'm tired of doing this juggling and keeping all these spinning plates up. Next thing I know, all I hear is plates breaking all around me, calamities. Everything is happening. Stuff going on in the community. Stuff going on in the world. Why they kill that girl like that? Why they passing this bill like that? Why is the interest rate going up? All this stuff happening. Why, why, why? Calamity, 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 calamities, calamities. But God said, I'm good even in that place. <laughs> Watch this, Calibou. God says, I'm not just good in that place. I'm God in that place. Because what you need in that moment is more than good. You need God in that place. For when I am weak, then I am strong. When I'm weak, then I am strong. Why? Because typically in my weakness is the place that I finally have some real self-awareness. I'm not really all that self-aware when everything going good. Because what can end up happening is what I call a case of the big head. And when everything is going right, not that I don't recognize and honor God in that place, but I can become more susceptible to temptations and also be in a position where there are blind spots present that I can't even recognize. But when I continue to do 1 Peter 5, verse 6, humble myself under the mighty hand of God, right? When, when I continue to do that, even when God is, because he says in due season, then he will do the exalting. But if I can keep a humble posture, I can keep a holy presence. If I can keep a humble posture, then I'll keep a holy presence. Let's say that again. If, if, if I, by the grace and mercy of God, make a decision, have a desire and make a decision to have a humble posture, I will maintain a holy presence. One thing have I desired, and that will I seek after, that I will dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Do you hear in that a humble posture that provides a holy presence so that I can gaze at his beauty? and inquire in his temple. If I'm inquiring in his temple, that means I'm face to face, if you will, metaphorically with God. 
I can ask him questions. We got conversation going on. He my boo thing, and I'm his. Does that make sense? Why is all this coming up today, fullers? I was going to literally talk about, well, I am talking about him, the third person of the Godhead, the Holy Spirit. That's what I'm going to talk about today. I wanted to give us an introduction into who he is, let you know how important he is, and the fact that he is God. He ain't no accessory. He ain't no little, you know, little, little spirit, you know, little, little Rudy Poop guy. He the real deal. He the real thing. I want to talk about that today, but somehow, some way, I ended up here. And so thinking about this year that we've entered into, year five, and this word grace just keeps coming up. And I know the message that the Lord called me to preach at the end of the year, but that title just wouldn't leave me in this moment to encourage you with, you have the grace of God, child of God. Feel free to use it. Don't abuse it. That's what the Apostle Paul said in Romans. We don't need to do that. We don't need to go on willfully sinning so that grace abounds. God forbid we do that. But you have access to grace that will afford you success in your soul. Beloved, above all things, 3 John verse 2, I pray that you prosper and be in good health as your soul prospers. If I was Pastor Don Cornelius, I said, I wish you love, peace, and I'm just trying to keep them smiling. It was a little heavy, B. That's all I just want to do was smiling. And I don't know why this, I, well, I, I told you I grew up in a liquor house. Stuff just comes out of me at times that the Lord uses for messages. Family, I, Man, y'all folks be saying that. Y'all know y'all know y'all want to be hurry up. Can we add that like on Family Feud as one of the top lies, like number one answer, like in the church? Take your time, pastor. That is a lie that we say in the church. Because don't nobody mean it. Okay, scratch formality today. We just going to have family time. Can we do that? Can we do just something different today? Can we not be normal? Can we do something different? Okay, family time. <laughs> Talking about take your time. You know what that means. <laughs> you sure don't tell me that. <laughs> you ain't going to get this nowhere else. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> so watch this, O. I, um, for me, How can I say this? <laughs> ah, thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Um, the most rewarding gift for me 
just to see you get him. The most taxing thing for me is to see you not choose him. I am, um, in addition to my own knuckleheadedness, the hardest thing to do is watch the people of God not want the God of the people. Hear me generally speaking, right? We can go down rabbit trails and we can get granular and we can use examples, but you don't understand, like blah, blah, blah. I get all that. Thank you. Appreciate that, right? But generally speaking, the hardest thing is to watch that play out or to watch a season where God showed up, showed out, and showed off, and then we do like the children of Israel just three days later and start grumbling and complaining. And the reason why I can go here is because I know there I have my own struggles to where there's times I ask God, why this? Why me? Why now? And there's never been a time when I asked him that bundle package of weariness questions to where he's not consistently and more audibly said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. Embedded in him saying his grace is sufficient, what he's saying is, I love you, I'm here, and I ain't going nowhere. Embedded, Mr. Dickerson, in the Lord saying to the Apostle Paul, my grace, which is echoing and has echoed throughout generation after generation after generation to each and every believer, what is embedded in my grace is sufficient for you is I love you. I am here and I ain't going nowhere. Even when you tantrum even when you withhold even when you walk away he said I'm married to the backslider what am I trying to proclaim to you today We sang it. He loves us. Oh, how he loves us. And then the, the, the lyric that we, we just kind of just, just fly over real quick is the, 
Oh, how he loves. That's the part that ruffles our feathers a bit. Because what we want to do is to give God the SOP of how he's supposed to love me. And my SOP is different from your SOP. And so, God, if you're not loving me according to my SOP, I have, Omad, the proclivity to withdraw and to tantrum. But God says, when you are faithless, I remain faithful because I cannot deny that I went to Calvary's cross on your behalf. I can't deny the 39 lashes that I took with the cat of nine tails. I can't deny the blood that was uh, proof, uh, how do you say it was, oh my, pro uh, profusely flowing out of my body. I can't deny when they mocked me and they put a crown of thorns on my head. I can't deny when they put the nails in both of my hands. I can't deny the fact when they put the nails in my feet. I can't deny when they lifted me up because the Son of Man must be lifted up. They didn't know that they were, I was doing the foolish thing in them to confound the wise. I can't deny that I hung on that cross for three days. I can't deny that I shed my very blood for you. I can't deny that I went down into the grave and then I said, I need to go a little lower and I need to deal with the enemy and I need to take the keys and I need to knock him out and I need to come up out of the grave in three days like I told him I would do and rise with all power and authority with my arms wide open to say, who is this king of glory? The Lord God strong and mighty. Who is this king of glory? The Lord God mighty in battle. And that's where we'll stop and pause for today. Thank you for taking your time with us today. If you would like to learn more about our church or have us pray for you in any way, you can find us at www.rebuildchurch.com. That is www.rebuildchurch.com. Our church meets in Durham, North Carolina, and if you're looking for a church to attend, we'd love to have you join us. We meet weekly at 10 a.m. on Sunday, and you can find more details about what to expect and where we are on our website. You can also find our full services on our YouTube channel. Please join us for our next episode as Pastor Chuck finishes up his message titled, His Grace is Sufficient. Thank you.